Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Filling. It is Bank Holiday Monday, but as usual, we are working hard to bring you content, 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 baby. It's been another world-class weekend of Premier League action. Some, let's say, debatable referee decisions. Somehow, Liverpool managed to win that game against Newcastle. What a game, by the way. And shout out to the goalkeepers. Some unbelievable performances this weekend. It's a football filling. Right then, boys, thanks for joining me. Uh, lovely to see you all on Bank Holiday Monday. Everybody, I'm sure, appreciates it at home. Mark, I'm going to come to you first, mate. The uh, Liverpool-Newcastle game. What a game, first and foremost. Um, before we start talking about the result and how the game went, did the referee get it wrong with not sending Trent Alexander-Arnold off? No, I, and I thought the referee was bad. I thought he was bad, and I think he was a little bit like, you know, look. You know, every decision he made, he looked out. I don't think he had a bloody clue what he was doing, but... I- there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I thought the yellow card that Trent got first of all, was ridiculous. Soft. He's been fouled and we're trying to turn players into robots. There's nothing wrong with reacting to being thrown five metres off the pitch by kicking a yeah. ball or something like that. It's just human behaviour. And it would have been ridiculous to then send him off. I think Eddie Howe's right. I think it probably is a yellow card, the second one, yeah. where he knocks him to the floor. But it, it would have been ridiculously hard to send him off because he should. it's one of them stupid yellow cards that we're seeing at the moment. And Arna got one for United with two balls on the pitch and he gets booked for time-wasting. We saw... Um, the the Tommy Asu yellow card. So no, I think it was right. I thought the foul on Gordon was a yellow, but I thought it would have been really harsh because of the first yellow being soft. Surely though, right? What when? So that first, I agree with you. By the way, the first one should never have been a yellow card. It was it was a disgrace of a decision, right? But once you get to that point, the second one's a foul, isn't it? And it's a yellow yeah, card. I think the referees put himself under massive pressure mm. by not seeing the context of the fact that he's had a shove. He's, and it's he's so gone early down, in the game. So as well. early in the game, and. He's not really made a meal of throwing oh. the ball away and all this kind of stuff. But he's reacted, no feel for the game, straight yellow card. And then ultimately, Eddie Howe is right, because the second then has to be a yellow yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. So that's the problem the referee has. Um, but if the referee just with a bit more feel and know the situations, then the second one can be a yellow card and the game's not affected. Yeah. But the stupidity of the early card and not sensing that players are human. You know, you've been shoved across the field and... You down and you... Look, he's had a reaction. Do you know what the referee should have done, right? The second that, that little sort of, like, nudge from Gordon on Alexander and he's on the floor and then he... Tr- the referee should have just got them both together and gone, boys, relax, yeah? yeah? Calm down. I understand it's Sunday, it's the 4.30 kickoff. it's on telly, everybody's watching, yeah, we get it, but just calm yourself yeah, but down. To, to referee like that, they're probably not told to referee like that, but have some human feeling Yeah, that's it, the one, yeah. And actually just get the guys together, because players like that, they want, they want to be able to talk to the referee. Without doubt. Rather than thinking he's going to flash a card if I do this, that and the other. Get the situation calmed down, and the refer- the game then would have been easier for him to referee for the whole of the match. I, I wonder what I wonder what the point is. I mean, I understand they're trying to make the uh, time added on less. I couldn't believe he only added on five minutes yesterday as well because I'm so used it. to it being twelve. But I don't understand all these yellow cards because you're right. It's like those sort of games. 
you want a referee to manage the occasion yeah, sure. and go, I'm trying to get, I don't want to get my yellow cards out till about 20 minutes. I want it to get a little bit tense. I want to, I want to see a bit of pushing yeah. and shoving because that's what, it's an entertainment business, isn't it? The fans feed off that. You like it when it's tasty. What, what do you make of the red card, Van Dyke red card? Because Jamie Carragher at half time at the end of the game, fully backing him saying it's not a red card. I, I, I think that, I, I said this after the United game, I think we are really unlucky in this country. I mean, I'm surrounded by people who know what they're talking about, but there's people, the punditry is poor. The money that's being spent on people like that who are going to work and infecting the nation with their bias. <laughs> Keown sat there going about the Rashford thing, and then you've got Carragher, it's not a penalty, it's not a, it's not a red car. It's like... The referee would frustrate me because he's guest. You can't see that. So no, he has guest. Yeah, and yeah, VAR's yeah. always going to stick with him. But when you watch it, and I had to watch it four or five times, he's right. Like, it's a penalty. It's, he, sorry, it's he, a red he catches card. the player it's before he gets card. the match. It's unlucky because it's like fine margins. Yeah. But ultimately, is it a foul? Yes. Would he have been through? Yes. Technically, that's a red card. It, it's as simple, isn't it, Watto? Yeah. I, I, he knows I, he's been done there, doesn't he, Van yeah. Dyke? He knows he's been done and he knows he's about to go through one on one. That's the problem he has, Van Dyke. He reads the situation, he's a Rolls-Royce, but he's lazy in his first action. Yeah, exactly. And then all this, all these problems come on the yeah, back of that. If yeah. it had been where he should have been, no problem. But ultimately, he's been lazy, he's been slow, he's not reacted as he should. And at that point, he's... Cl- it's the only thing he, he can do. He's through on goal. Yeah, I know. So I don't see how he can't send him off. In, it's a at red that card. moment in time, right, say say if he was in the penalty box at this point, right, so what would have happened if he was in the penalty box? Would it have been a penalty, but it had got a yellow card because of the double jeopardy, right? Mm. What do you think would have been a better outcome for Liverpool at that moment in time? Do you think it would have been the penalty and having 11 men on the pitch, or do you think keeping it outside the box and going down to 10 men? In, in hindsight, if they'd have been 2-0 down from the penalty probably. with 11, they'd yeah. probably lost. Yeah. In hindsight, they've won the game against yeah, 10 men. They probably would produ- uh, go with the other option. But i tell you what, it's a bigger picture thing. I've been on about this for a long time. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I know at the end he's there, you know, going to go yeah. at the crowd and he's all pumped up and Liverpool fans probably love him today. He's your biggest problem in that team. Teams target you. He gives you so many goals away. He costs you the first goal and he costs the second goal. Yeah. He, he just lets Gordon, he leaves him and Gordon cuts inside and it's a brilliant pass into Isaac. And he, So, look, I think Trent's a big problem and I just don't think for what he offers going forward compensates for the amount of problems he causes. You know back. what? He kind of reminds me of a little bit at the moment, this moment in time. And I think he'll overcome it because I think he's too good. I think I'd just Trent, play him higher up. I think Trent's too good to to sort of like let this weigh him down. I think he'll overcome it all. But it reminds me a little bit of David Luiz back in the day at Arsenal. Do you remember in Chelsea where he's undoubtedly a very good footballer and he can offer you something, but I'm not quite sure where it fits in. So if you're going to play him at right back, he's going to get forward and he's going to be incredible for you. But you've got to accept that he's going to make mistakes and people are going to target him and people are going to go down that side. But if you play him in that midfield, is he quite as good as somebody else that could do it properly in that job role? Do you know what I mean? I think think it is a problem for him and I think... 100% 100% the teams are looking at that as an area of weakness and an area to expose hopefully the two centre-halves for Liverpool for sure because it is uh, causing them problems but I'm a bit like you he, I think he's a wonderful footballer and playing in that right-back position he's, he's kind of reinvented the position a little bit he's been so progressive working forward but he's going to cost them goals for sure but when you talk about top, top midfield players or top, top wide players as a number 10, I'm not quite sure he fits into that role, even though he's got wonderful delivery. I'm not sure he sees all the actions that players who play in them higher what positions would see. One second, you lot. Starbucks has just arrived. Seriously. Hello, mate. 
No worries, mate. We're coming down now. Thank you. One second. Right, sorry about that. Starbucks has arrived. Um, lads, happy? We good? We're good you now. Sure? We're good now. Well, I'm kind of not happy because we ordered egg bites, yeah? If you haven't had these, by the way, they're world class. They didn't even cook them. They didn't even cook the egg bites for Gotta us. Be careful with egg. What on it? Why? I don't know. That's what my mum used to say. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, Mrs. Goldbridge, get in the comments down below, right? I ain't got a clue. Um, anyway, boys, how did they get? How how have Newcastle lost this game? By the way, how have, how has this happened? Well, I've said for a long time that Darwin Nunez, I like him. I think there's a player there. I think he'll be a good player. And I think we saw yesterday, although I was shouting, "Don't shoot!" He's he's hit it absolutely <laughs> I like him. He's perfect. A good player, don't shoot! They're absolutely perfect, absolutely perfect. And then the confidence in the second one, you know, it's funny with the player, isn't it? Most of us would have thought yeah. he's going to hit Rose Ed with the first one. The second one, you knew he was going to score, yeah. and that's that's been a striker, isn't it? So, but I think I think I don't know, I don't know. You two played the game. I just think I said at half time, if Klopp finds a point from this, he's a, he's world class. Yeah. He is a world class manager, and I think the way he set them up, they never really conceded a big chance after that save from Almiron, yeah, even though they had a lot of the play. And he set them up. He had to set them up in a place like Newcastle where you, where you make Newcastle think. And they didn't do it a lot, but they, they, they had a setup where they could be a threat on the break because a lot of teams, they just park, don't they? And it's relentless. So I think, it, I, I think Soma, I mean, look, Nunes will take the headlines, but I thought the way Klopp set them up when they rode that storm out after the first 10 minutes. Did, did Liverpool win this or did Newcastle lose it? No, I, I think for sure um, Newcastle, for what they want to achieve this year, they've... they've Thrown that one away. Yeah. Sure. I think. What become, did they do wrong then? I think they become too comfortable, and they allow Liverpool by not killing the game off to yeah. be in the game. Look, the, the gate Klopp's done well with the team, and you're setting them up on a transition and a counter attack for sure. And their forward players are quick. They've got the quality to see a pass. Um, and I think if you were playing in goal when you see Nunes in that position, I think you're happy as a goalie. I think yeah. you're saying shoot. And I think Pope thought he ain't beating me from there. The only way he's scoring is by hitting the post and going yeah, in, by the way. I mean, the only Pope's way he can in a score. great position. Yeah. I think you bat yourself as a goalie For there. Sure. And I think probably nine, 97, 98 out of 100, you're going to save it. Yeah. If it's inside that post, it was the perfect finish. But they played great on the counter-attack. But if you're Newcastle, um, Eddie Howe obviously talks about Alexander-Arnold should have had a soft second yellow card and it's a red card a I don't, th- away, I, I don't yeah. think you should be talking about that in the game it's you're 1-0 up Van Dijk's gone off you've not beat them uh, in 14 games that's your time to strike yeah. and actually you know, back up that first win of the season against Villa when we were all talking waxing lyrical about this Newcastle team they didn't back it up on the road at a tough game at Man City and then you've got everything in your favour you're 1-0 up Red card for Van Dyke. Come on, we've even worse scenario. You see it at one nil, yeah. but at one nil, the attacking threat Liverpool had. Yeah. They're in with a moment, and yes, he's missed some big chances. But the confidence he took into the second chance, it looked like he were never going to miss. Yeah. And Newcastle have have suffered badly there. I know what you're going to say. What you're going to say? I, I'm just going to say for me, the man of the match was Allison, and that save from Almiron. Just oh, that's the beautiful. that's that's the moment. That's the moment because it's right after the red card. Yeah. If he scores that, game over. Newcastle. What's well, the point? We've just made. It's going to be four or five. Two nil. Yeah. Liverpool are not coming back from no, that, yeah. and, and I agree. The, the momentum and the, the sway of the game. I thought, oh, that's just a world class save, and that's they're still going to Newcastle are still going to win, but it's a world class save that actually keeps Liverpool. We're, in the game. we're, we're going to go into a bonkers game at Old Trafford in a minute, but um, I just think that I just think quickly. I think that once 
Newcastle don't get that second goal and you're well into the second half, right? I think I, I totally agree with Eddie Howe. He said at full time, he said, listen, we, we said at half time, you're gonna we want you to come out, we want you to kill the game, we want you to get a second, we want you to get a third. Cool, I agree with that. That's the way you should do it. They're down to ten men. Go and absolutely smash them. But once you get to the 70 minute mark, 75 minute mark, at that point you have to go, right, lads, okay, let's just stop attacking, keep the ball, possession. Tire them out and we'll just see the game out. I think that's what you have to do. But I think Newcastle just kept going. I think it was a little bit naive. A little bit naive, yeah, for sure. Um, he will be really disappointed that they've not won that game. Yeah. Uh, even the equaliser would have oh, been a dagger. Even a draw, yeah. yeah. It sucks the life out of you. But when that second one's gone in, re- really, really tough. But they they have to then they have to learn to manage them situations. Yeah, I totally they agree. need to beat the big team at home there. The only thing I would say about Newcastle in their defence is when Liverpool get that goal at 1-1 and there's still minutes to go. Newcastle is the home team against 10 men have still got to try and win the game yeah. and that leaves you so susceptible that, that, again. That, that works against them. Yeah, it it doesn't work yeah. in their favour. Yeah, the, Liverpool the fans are like Newcastle it, yeah. are demanding that we're going and Liverpool are thinking right just one moment and, yeah. and Salah it. plays a pass boom. What a pass by the way. Yeah. What a pass. What a pass and, by the and, way. 11 yeah. against 11 they might just go let's take the point. Let's no, I, I think maybe right. But, yeah, yeah it plays into Liverpool's hands. Right, come on then. Um, Man United, um, you obviously... Good win, the... move to the next one. No, <laughs> you're doing the watch-along for this. Um, yeah. What was your reaction when that second goal went in after, what, four minutes? Four minutes. You know what, for somebody who's banged tables, come up with silly analogies, I've got to be honest, I wasn't reacting that bad because I was just like, I'm not actually surprised. Like, the first goal is tactically embarrassing. Embarrassing. We have a corner and Marcus Rashford's the last man. He doesn't fancy the 50-50. And then he's one of the quickest players in the game who can't catch somebody over 40 yards. Yeah. And then, you know, Anana obviously just ends up sitting down. Um, second goal, just bad marking. But I, even at 2-0, I thought Forrester scored these goals too early. You know, we, we will... Yeah, it's a good time to it. go 2-0 down at least, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I fancy this a long to time come, to recover. Yeah, I fancy this to come back. But I think Ten Hag said it right. You can't be... With respect to Forrest, you can't be making... If that's Man City, it's a classic. Oh. But with Forrest, it's like, I'm just glad we got the three points because we made hard work of a game. And we're making hard work of everybody at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched the game, same as you, and I just thought that, yeah, they scored their two goals, not Forrest, but it was comfortable after that, really, wasn't it? It was a matter of time. You knew it was going to come. They got the goals that they needed, and it was it was pretty straightforward. Nottingham Forest offered zero, in fact, didn't they? Absolutely zero. Uh, I want to talk about this first goal, all right? Um, so... <laughs> Anana, yeah, a one year's coming through, one on one. What are your options as a goalie at this moment in time when you can see him? By the way, he had the ball on the halfway line, yeah? He had the ball at his feet on the halfway line. What should a goalkeeper be doing when this happens? Well, I, I think the first thing, when you actually see the whole thing developing and you're seeing actually Rashford, Rashford chasing him back, you're actually wondering where the goalie actually is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, why, that, why that's the third point. Where, where actually are you? Why aren't you on the edge of the 18-yard box? Why aren't you even, 30 yards Even out? higher, yeah. for sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Because if he would have been higher at that first point, he's got a decision to make straight yeah. away. Yeah. And when he takes the touch out of his feet and sees the goalie in that position, he's thinking maybe kind of... And, and then Rashford's got a choice. So he never had any of them choices. He's just head down and run. Yeah. I, I really don't know what happened there. And then ultimately, the last thing you want from the goalkeeping bit is just to lay on the floor and just let him roll it in. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think, I think yeah, it, Rashford's going to get back, which I think most people did. 
Do you know what I think? Quickly, before we're talking about the jumping on his ass thing, which is bong... I've never seen this before, by the way, right? Um, I think he got scared of... You know when he got lobbed in the preseason friend again, the mm, week maybe. before the season started? I think he got scared of them getting broke on and him getting lobbed to make look a bit of a plonker, basically. Yeah, so I think he had seen him like running for him, and he's just, and he's just gone, well, I'm just going to sit back here, where you, can't, you shouldn't do that. No, you no. should be out. When the player's running down, you need to be narrowing that angle down. Make him make a decision, basically. You want him to go, right... Mate, you are one one be me. You better score this goal because I'm not going to make it easy for you. But at that point, if he's doing all them things that ultimately a goalie who's playing in the Premier League would normally do, yeah. at the point he's got all this to calculate, is he's running through and he's seen this big goalie, this big presence, making it tough. He's thinking, can I go around him? Do I chip him? What do I do? And then all of a sudden he's got Rashford breathing down his neck. Yeah. All them things should have been happening that would have led to possibly that not yeah. being a goal. Yeah. But ultimately, to be so, so deep, maybe the thought process is what you said. Hey, he's, but then four, just to... he's five yards out yeah, when the goal it, goes in. Four it, yards out. He, he jumps back onto his ass and yeah. he's two yards off the line. It's, it, I'm thinking, this, I've I never, don't know how that could happen. I've never seen a counter-attack goal from a corner like that where yeah. the goal is ended up. I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to cal- calculate what his actually thought process is unless it's just the fear yeah. of the lob in the pre-season game. I think it's, uh, we spoke about on the United stand, I think that you know, last season that defence and goalkeeper, whether it was good enough or not, knew what it was doing and obviously you, you, know, you guys will know, you change your goalkeeper to a ball-playing goalkeeper, you're not going to have the positives of De Gea and a ball-playing goalkeeper, it's a different goalkeeper with a different relationship, and you can see that. The team yeah. Yeah. is uncertain, and he's uncertain, and at the moment it's going to take time. It's I'm not saying De Gea would have saved that. Look, where he actually rolled it in and where Anana is, De Gea's not, nobody's saving it yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But the whole thing about goalkeeping is being in an aggressive position as the counteract's developing. You should have been organising the things in front of you yeah. so the counter-attack's not available. But then you react to the actions that are happening and he wouldn't have had the opportunity to run so, so far with the herring goal. He would have had to make a decision at some point. And as all that's happening, he's probably putting the brakes on and slowing down and Rashford probably gets a tackle. I just, I just find it amazing that on a corner, Marcus Rashford's your last man. Last man, it's bonkers. He doesn't want to tackle and he doesn't want to run back. It's weird. Like, you've got to put that on no, that's, some that, coach that's, in the team who no, says, that's, oh, that's a good the, idea. The manager no, and the coaches, set, no, they yeah. set that up. No, that's the setup. yeah. They no, set that up. Setup. They do weird. that before the game. So everybody knows their job role, right? But like I said, again, as a goalie, and this is not an Anana bashing, by the way, because I don't think there's... That's a goal in every single Premier League game, by the way. He's scoring that, yeah? It's like you say, it's just trying to make sure you're in the optimal position at all times to be able to maybe get in somebody's head, maybe make a save of some sort. Um, but it's without doubt his, his, sorry, his job to be able to say, right, Marcus, come round, make sure you're right behind it, not running it's the organisation. It honestly. saves the work. It's it? absolute bonkers. It's doing that. It's like the Van Dyke one. In that, it's that lazy little bit to firsting. But then once that mistake happens, you're always chasing from that moment on. Um, but yeah, what, who were you most impressed with on on, uh, on Saturday afternoon? Who which, uh, which player stood out? Bruno Fernandes was my man of the match. Yeah, um, I think he gets a lot of unfair criticism. It'd be interesting to see what Sunus and them lot have got to say this morning, considering they're always oh, they'll be quiet this morning. Yeah, but well, Van Dyke gets himself sent off, should get a four-match ban for the way he spoke to the officials afterwards. But Bruno Fernandes, 2-0 down, a massive part in the in the comeback. And that's leadership. I just think it's... I thought I thought Bruno was really good. I, you know, Rashford actually had a terrible game, but back on that left-hand side, um, he's got more assists now in the Premier League than Ronaldo and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, apparently. I don't know why Ollie's in that record, but Ronaldo certainly. Take it. Yeah, um, take it. And he's... Um, he, well, he had a bad game, but he won a penalty, and it was a penalty. I don't know. Again, yeah. bias, punditry, the Carragher bandwagon. It was Keown this time. 
bloody, I thought he was going to start spewing smoke from his head. He was that angry. I don't know what he's on about. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. Any, game. any it's a penalty. game. I don't care whether it's a It's a lazy, player, sloppy a challenge player. and it's a penalty. And he got the assist for the uh, Ericsson goal. So just shows you Rashford didn't have a good game, but put him on the left wing, two goal contributions. Somehow Man United played three and they've got six points when, like I say, they're always going to beat Knotts Forest and it was a comfortable win in the end, even though it was 3-2. But they're on six points and it's not the worst start to a season, even though performances aren't great. And also from Forest's point of view, they've had a tough start. They've been to uh, Emirates, they've been to Old Trafford and and they've lost by one goal. goal. So they've got a lot, they they shouldn't be in trouble this year. Yeah, okay. Um, Right, I want to take it to uh, the Emirates, Arsenal. Two. We're going <laughs> to sorry for laughing. We're going to start. We're going to start with you, Watto. All right. Break down. The, I want you to break down this first goal. Um, Pereira. Just just break it down for me because I've got in my head what has happened for this goal. Because if you look at Aaron Ramsdale, it just looks a bit like, oh, what's happened there? It's it, it's modern goalkeeping, isn't it? Yeah. It's the first actions of the game. They've got the ball. It's high to play as a basically centre half. Yeah to push the lines of the units up the field. He's va- virtually playing with the two centre-halves to be playing and he's, he's shoulder short on a, on a pass. It's Obviously, you know, it's 20 yards short. Yeah. And at that point, he's, it's blind panic because yeah. you've got to get in some retreat, kind of shot-stopping position. But I, I never played so high and I, I, I'm assuming you never. So in that moment... Are you saying that we're not progressive goalkeepers, Dave? We're progressive. Is that what you're saying? We are very progressive. <laughs> but the, You could probably pick it up when you were po- playing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I still couldn't kick it very far. But the point I'm making is, how do you train for that short pass at that moment to turn it into a shot-stopping exercise? Yeah. Because you're so far out of your goal and he's retreated, Aaron, as fast as he can retreat... Yeah. But he's lost all his bearings. He doesn't know where the goal is because, ultimately, when you're on the training pitch and you're playing, and obviously on the training pitch, that's never happened, has it? He's hit him and he's sprayed it out to the left or he's taken a touch and he's played up the chat. Whatever action he's done, but the one thing he's never practised is that ball being short and now I've got to make a save. And retreating. And and retreat to make a save. And he's gone as quick as he can... But when the actual shot's come and he's pushed and he's had a real good dive, he's thinking, well, he's praying that that ball's wide. Because yeah. he doesn't know where the goal is. It's a fact. He, he just doesn't know where the goal is. Do you know what I think I think's happened is, um, if you actually look at it, when, when uh, Pereira gets the ball to his feet, he gets it out of his feet quickly yeah. and he, he, his whole body shape is he almost runs past the ball yeah. because it shows that he's trying to do a big one in that top corner over there. Yeah. And Aaron Ramsdale is clever enough to see he's going to do that, right? So he sees that he's running round it, and what that means is the only way he can do it really is put that big one. He's trying to lob him into that top right-hand corner, right, for, as we look at it. Um, so Aaron Ramsdale's thinking he's definitely putting it here, so he's run back towards the top corner of his goal. Yeah, but yeah. Matthias Pereira, and I genuinely mean this, has shanked the shit out of it, right? Oh, he he's, has, pulled, he's pulled it. In, he has pulled he the life out of this shot, right? He's trying to whip it, not whip it, chip it all up and over Aaron Ramsdale. He has, without doubt, shanked it, and it's gone into this bottom left corner. Aaron Ramsdale knows that he's trying to put it up there, but he's got very lucky with the execution of it, and it's absolutely <laughs> caught him out. So I do feel a little bit sorry for him, but either way, no matter what happens in that position... You have to be back into a position where you can cover all angles. Do you know what I mean? When a ball goes in that yeah, pace, you can't try you should, and second, you've yeah, got to yeah, save it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was just one of those things that it was horrible. He's in a difficult situation, though, isn't he? Because you said last year, as a goalkeeper, you want to be knowing that the reserve goalkeeper is the reserve and you're number one. Yeah. And he is in a position now where, look, I think David Rea should play. I, th- I, I think Rea, I like Ramsdale, but I think Rea is more suitable to the way that Arsenal want to play. 
and it doesn't matter who you are, Ramsdale's going to have that in the back of his head. Mate, look, and, uh, and at what, you know, it's not right. If uh, you're the goalkeeper and you're Edison or Allison, you're allowed a mistake and you're yeah, still the yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. How's that going to work? What mistakes does Ramsdale have to make to lose well, his place and give Raya a chance? I don't like that situation. Well, you're, you've been a goal coach for, what, 20 years? You know how this works. You know how the pecking order works in goalkeepers and football clubs, right? That's not, that's not the way to do things, is it? No, it's not the way to do things. And, and for sure, we've been there, we've played, we've coached, we've been in the environment. When that ball's gone in the goal, human nature, he, he's obviously questioning himself, could I do this, could I do that? But the first thing he's thinking is... Mm. Ray's just seen that happen. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm done here. It's true. Keepers make mistakes, though. You've got to know you're number one, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it's and true. I, moment, I don't like two goalkeepers. No, I hate like it. That. It's pathetic. It's something that didn't need to happen, right? It didn't need to sign he, David Ray. He's, he's been a top goalie for two years. For, for top us. goalkeeper. Top goalie. Top Arteta's bought Ray for a reason, hasn't Yeah. It? But ultimately, now, rightly or wrongly, because I don't think it's all his fault, the first goal, there's, there's so yeah, much gone yeah, wrong sure. in front of it. But, but now, it's opened the door for the manager to change. Yeah, without and if, doubt. And if the manager changes, the next guy coming in has to feel as though he's got the 10 to 12 game platform because yeah. you can't change one-on-one. -on -one. You have to have a run of games. Didn't somebody say, Didn't who, who were we talking about earlier, somebody said that apparently Aaron Ramsdale's away form is better and David Rea's home form is better. So yeah. why don't we play David Rea at home and uh, Ramsdale? So th this just, is, this pathetic, is potentially what we're coming to. Mate, it cannot be. He's been a top goalie for two years, right? He's on the he's on the he's on the edge of being England's number one with Jordan Pickford. He's right there. He must be right? gutted. When he when he's when Privately. he's full of confidence and he's got a manager that's putting his arm around him, he's as good as anybody in this country, isn't he? You know what the equivalent is? It would be like Harry Kane at Spurs last year and they go and buy Osman. Yeah, it is, exactly you know, that. But we're only yeah. playing one striker. Yeah. If, you don't, score, if you don't score this all week... All the things we've spoke about, about Arteta being a good, gr potentially great manager, yeah. I think he's made a big mistake here. I totally and, agree. And well, not I think having he's made his, a bigger mistake. Having his arm around him. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, potentially. Oh, my but God. In did this you, did you watch this game, by the way? Like, Yeah, but I, I just think, you know, the goalkeeper thing's great, but the, it's like what United have done with... With Anana, we had a good season last year, and, and this is like restarting again. And Arsenal had a good season last year, and he's ripped his midfield up, and the the balance is not there. Yeah. I, I was doing my radio show on Saturday night, and it was uh, the calls were Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. I was like, well, you've drawn, but they weren't moaning about the result. It was the midfield. Why has well, he bought Havertz? Not Sixty-five million. He's playing at right back. You've got Kai Havertz, who had a stinking season last year at Chelsea, gets bought for sixty million quid. And they've by got the someone way. like Smith Rowe, who I'd give a go for free. So I, I just think he's probably overcomplicating it a little and bit. And they need a striker. Oh, my gosh, they need a striker. But everybody needs a striker. So where yeah, do you get a striker yeah. from? Um, Arsenal will be all right, but the problem is... They need a striker, but what are they spending the money on Raya for when you've got a top, top goalie yeah. and really go and invest, go and spend the big, big bucks and say that you're a challenger and go and buy the big forward? Big forward. £70 million on habits when you could have got a striker. Well, they also got Balogun, haven't they, that they're going to sell? Yeah, 40, who 40 I've, million, I've been hearing about for years. Yeah. I, know, I still don't know anything about him. Apparently they're going to get a lot of money. Um, this is a heck of a result for Fulham, by the way. An absolute heck of a result. Down to 10 men. They score that kind of last-minute goal. Paulinho, they will be buzzing coming away from well, you, with that. This is the, what we were talking about last year, isn't it? We were talking about Arsenal, and Arsenal should win that game, but ultimately Arsenal aren't Man City. And teams like Fulham can go and get results yeah. at Anfield and the Emirates, and they do deserve respect because we know this. They're not a bad side. I think, unfortunately, what this has shown us is that I think, give it even another three or four months, Man City are probably going to be 10, 12, 15 points ahead already at that moment in time. I they? think they'll have the Premier League done by the time I put my pumpkins out. Oh, we don't want to see this. We don't want to see well, this. The top, the top teams can't can't afford 
to drop points, drop points against, especially at home, home against ten, especially at against home. ten men. It, no it, one's going to have the consistency. Is no, it? There's can't. too many, and actually this season there's too many teams that are like you know Liverpool are back, Chelsea look good, Spurs look good. Yeah. It's that you know Arsenal last year took 43 from 48 <laughs> in their first 48. Yeah, no. they and, still, gonna, and still didn't and win it. Still didn't win the league, and they're not going to take 43 from 48 this time. Okay, Watto, uh, do you know what time it is? It's one question. One question <laughs> to go. Here we go. I love this bit. I love this bit. Uh, we don't love this because we haven't got one question right all season so far. Here we go then, boys. <clears throat> one question to go. The score is currently an exciting nil-nil. So, best referees back. So, stop looking. I'm looking straight ahead. I'm, I'm, lis- I'm listening intently. Are you clear? What club did Bolton sign JJ Akocha from? In 2002. That's a hard question. I, I, I can't help you. I'm almost certain I can't help you. I haven't got an absolute... I've got no idea. I know he, he played for Nigeria. He was so good they named him twice. Um, I'm going to go with a German club and I'm going to go with... God knows. Stuttgart. I'm afraid not. No, I've got a clue. This I've got is, a clue. It's too hard. This is too hard. Ah, oh, this is ridiculous. Um... It's not a German team, is it? It's not, is it? I can't help me, mate. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm I never would have got it. I've just seen it now. Valencia. No, I'm afraid not. French team. Oh, OK. I know what it is. I've seen it. Go. The Big Dogs. PSG. Honestly? I didn't have a clue. It stays at nil-nil, guys. <laughs> wow, this is, a, this is a incredible... There are questions. I suppose this is the theme, This is it? the thing, isn't it? Can, hey. we keep it? can we keep it to a nil-nil all the way through? All, all the, the way season, through mate? the season. You've got a good chance of keeping it clean, mate. Oh, what a segment. First clean sheet of the season. Hey, I like <laughs> it. Right, come on, Chelsea, uh, Luton, the Friday night game. Um, I watched this in the pub, actually, and I really enjoyed it. It was nice. Um, just watching football in the pub, it's like, yeah. oh, it's I think, class. Never I think, get to do I this. think Chelsea needed it on the Friday night, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, obviously started off with a, a, a good point, um, went away from home and uh, then got beat. Yeah. Which you thought, is this going to be Chelsea over the last 18 months. Um, it was a good game for them to play at home. Look, they dominated the game. Look, really tough for Luton, you know what I mean? They're um, a team that could end up with nil points in May. They, they're gonna, they, they I, can't, I, just, I just won't predict they win any game. Uh, I, look, I haven't seen... I mean, they've not played at home. I think it's a massive game on Friday. We talk, we talk a, a lot about the level. Yeah. It, the, the level, it's, big, it? It, it's, it's a massive jump for them. And, um, just enjoy it. Just, you know, just try, and, try and enjoy it, but at least... When they went to Brighton, they've scored a goal already because it's it's going to be tough for them in open play yeah. to, to, to get anything, you know what I mean? I never experienced this, obviously, but you know, like when we're kids and there's the popular kids and they have a party and then, you know, the unpopular kid gets invited. Just enjoy it. It was a mistake. You shouldn't be there. <laughs> enjoy it. I used to like them games, you know, when it would pass the parcel, especially yeah. when it's your own party, because you always knew you were going to win, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. But actually, my mum and dad once, I didn't win. I had, I had to go to my bedroom because I cried because I got beat. Dooming! Dooming! Do you know? do Lost pass the parcel. I mean, come on. Didn't you hate them people at pass the parcel who didn't do it properly? So you'd have it, you pass it to me, and then they go... Yeah, wait and yeah. stop and stop. Why are you bloody passing I, it? I think that's, that's what's happened, happened at yeah. my party yeah. and I still couldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> How have we gotten to pass the party? I don't know, I don't know. Anyway. Um, Sterling, I want to talk about Sterling. Brilliant. I am putting him into my fantasy Premier League team Brilliant. this morning. He is going in there, he's a different player this season, he is going to score buckets of goals, isn't but he? But you know what? That's what I thought Pochettino would bring to this team. I think he's the manager that epitomises what players want. Yeah. And I think 
Well, Luke Shaw he, loved him at Southampton. Yeah, like, he mate, he's got him. he's got fantastic he structure. Him up and all sorts. The train people well. manager. Isn't he's he? a people manager, and Sterling is a fantastic player. He's a bit like just Ange. Loses he's a bit like Big Ange, isn't he? Big Ange could be Big the man. An- we'll talk about Big Ange in a minute, but he is. He's he's a people manager. You you want to play for him. You want to yeah. like. You want to. The players want to do well for him. Yeah, they and do. You know what? He played. What we spoke about. He played with a smile on his face on that Friday night, and he looked like the footballer um, Man City had four or five years yeah. ago. And continuing performances like that, it, I don't think Guardiola makes too many mistakes, but on that showing, you have to all be, and not being disrespectful, say it's against Luton and whatever, but he looks like he's coming back to the Man City form for sure. I think Pochettino's got a level, this is what I said, I think he can get Chelsea consistently into the top four, but he won't win your titles, because I think he's the sort of manager that can manage a certain player really, really well. I think he's going to struggle with the Neymars and the Messis, because they're world-class players who probably don't need an arm around their shoulder, yeah. but the Sterlings, who've had a bad year... You know what, Raheem? You you need to just run at people. Boom. Just and, a and, bit and of he's, love. He's gone that. And, yeah. and he was brilliant against West Ham. I didn't watch that game against Luton, but apparently he was brilliant again. And you know that's the sort of Raheem Sterling that walks straight into an England team. Which, yeah. to be honest, over the last year I've gone, oh, he's, he ain't good enough. But yeah, uh, yeah the, the Chelsea with no European football as well. A lot of pl- a lot of time on the training ground. A lot of lot of hugs and you know bit making of- them feel good. A yeah. uh, couple couple of players quickly. I just want to talk about first of all um, Nicholas Jackson. The Pochettino said after the game, he said, mark my words, this guy will become one of the top strikers in world football, is what he said. Word for word, by the way, word for word. He said, this guy will become one of the top strikers in world football, which, again, gets me excited, which makes me want to put him in my fancy Premier League team. He's but, in mine. Well, he's, is he? He's, him, yeah. he's, Mark's just mentioned it. He's worked at the top level, Pochettino. Yeah. He's he knows just what he's talking about. And yeah. So he's seen something on the training ground and in the glimpses he's had to think, yeah, I it's like also that. very clever what we were just saying there, though, isn't it? If yeah, you're love. saying publicly, yeah. this guy's going to be one of the best strikers, he's at home going, I'm going to be one of the best Boom. strikers in the world. It's confidence, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, Robert Sanchez in goal for Chelsea got to a decent start, to be fair. I've always liked Robert Sanchez, you know, yeah. I have. I thought he's a very good goalkeeper, good shot stopper, good with his feet, just needs to find something that really works for him, do you know what I mean? But I think he's, I think he'll do a decent job for Chelsea. This, this, this year. could be their environment, yeah. or his environment at Chelsea. I think, I think he's growing into it. Uh, but for sure, he's a good goalie. He can play football with his yeah, feet, sure. but he's got the, I think, the physical attributes that are more suited than uh, Kepper yeah, in the yeah, Premier yeah, League. I totally so agree. I think Chelsea are not going to be flying all the time, and he's going to have to make big saves. Yeah. But he's certainly competent enough to play with his feet. It was obviously a fallout with Deserby rather than not being a good goalkeeper because a year ago, before Deserby was there, he was considered it, it, a top, top yeah. goalkeeper. He, yeah. top, top he was, yeah. Um, before we talk about Spurs, we're going to talk about Spurs and Big Ange and Bournemouth. What a win for them, by the way. Um, I want to talk about Mar- Mike Dean, okay? I don't oh, know if you saw this yeah. in the week, right? So he's done a podcast on the Simon jo- Jordan pod- podcast. Basically talking... Not as uh, popular as the Fast Cast. No, obviously. Oh, um, go, oh, go receive football. No, or go... Yeah, they're damn right as well. Podcast. Um, yeah, go and watch some of the episodes, by the way, the Balton. Um, basically, he's done this podcast and he was talking about the uh, Tottenham, Chelsea-Tottenham match um, beginning of last season. You remember the one? It's the one with Conte and with Tuchel and the spat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Anyway... It was, was the hair pull, it? was the, Yeah, it was the one decision in particular. It was the hair pull. It was... Um, who was it that pulled Cucurella's hair? Um, anyway... The referee at the time didn't really see it, didn't say anything, didn't do anything about it, Okay, Whereas Mike Dean was on VAR at that moment in time, and instead of doing what he should have done, which is basically his job, he should have seen it and said, whoa, he's just pulled his hair, it's a penalty. Yeah, It is as simple as that, this is what you should do. Uh, No, it wasn't a penalty, was it? But it led to the goal. It led to the the goal. goal that Tottenham scored, which is why... 
Tuchel was so incensed, basically, yeah? yeah, which why he was absolutely fuming. And the reason why he said he didn't say anything or do anything is he said because basically the referee at the time, it's his mate, and because he hasn't seen it, he didn't want to make a thing of it, and that was all there was to it. Have you seen the follow-up, though, now? It's been taken out of context because, you know, at the end of the day, we don't actually get on, but if you are together with people on a Saturday, like if you're playing a game, you, you basically are mates for that game. So I've just used the word mate, like, because <laughs> actually we're working together. Um, but ultimately, he's still not backtracked on the fact that it's incompetence. And uh, to me, it doesn't surprise me. I don't know what you think, Watto. It doesn't surprise me because I... We've just had another bad weekend of stuff. And... VAR should be there to bring consistency. And when you look at the um, handball in the Sheffield United game, which we'll talk about, which wasn't given in the Spurs game with United, they're the same handball in the same league, one week apart. And next week, we don't know whether it's it's a a penalty or not. 50-50. Because VAR is actually not being used for consistency. It's being used to, unless the referee gets it 100% wrong, they'll go with it. And that's that's not the way to use it. And that's, that's a prime example there. Well, he's pulled his hair. It probably is a foul, but... I don't really want to yeah. get my mate in trouble. I don't want to ruffle any stick. feathers. Let's just keep so let's it going. stick with it. And that's not the way we should be using no. it. We're basically, we don't need VAR then because you're still basically 99% of the time, you're sticking with the wrong decision on the pitch to stick with your mate. This is why I, I, we say it all the time, get a Premier League player, an ex-Premier League player in that room with the, with the referee, yeah? Because he sees it from a different perspective. He, he understands it from what it's like being a player on the pitch in that moment in time. And if, you're, if I'm a goalkeeper, right, and... My, my defender has just had his hair yanked, right, by another player. Straight away, I'm going, well, that's a foul. That's literally, you can't play on at this moment in time. Do you know what I mean? It's a foul. It's as simple as that. So a Premier League player would say, a former Premier League player would say, uh, Mike, have a look at this, mate. It's a foul. You need to let them know and you need to flag it up now. You're right and you're wrong, though, aren't you? Because I think I could do a better job because ultimately, look at the weekends. You've got a certain Agbong Lahore and Keown saying, as and an Carragher, ex and, and Carragher, as an ex-player, I know Rashford's dived there. And yeah, so, 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 it is, you know, this, this whole ex-player yeah, thing needs to stop. It needs yeah. to be an unbiased that's a very good ex-player. Point. Yeah. My point maybe, maybe an ex-player that's not played for the top six yeah, who's been like riddled it. by bias. Yeah, infected by yeah. this bias. But my point would be then, as well on the VAR, surely there, there's competent referees down the, down the line who should maybe never be capable to referee a Premier League game, yeah. but they know the rules of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, so now, mean. I've not got my mates refereeing this game. I'm a referee. I don't referee Premier League games because yeah. I'm not deemed at that level. But I know the rules of the game exactly. and I can watch this TV yeah. and I don't care whether it's Brooks, Atkins, whoever is refereeing, I'm going to watch this TV and I'm going to tell you what's happening by the letter they of should the be law. Isolated. I've got no emotion to that. And maybe there should just be VAR officials... Who have nothing who, to do with not, it. Nothing to don't do with that. Them. Yeah. elite group of referees, but I know the rules of the game. In their ear. And I can watch this TV and give you some proper Stuart content. Stuart Prattwell, I know we don't know each other, you need to look at that again. But you know what, as well, here's a good point for you. Why do the Premier League only recruit British referees, considering we've got Norwegian strikers, yeah. Portuguese midfielders, we live in a diverse world, why do we have to have, why are we limiting ourselves to British referees? I've thought about because this. Why can't we take a German It's a universal game. Or a Danish It's a referee. universal game. It's not and, like and, you and, have to be British to referee. And, and, and the language barrier, come on. 
No, well, you know, some of that's ridiculous. Gone abroad when they've had moments. Yeah. We're best league in the world. We should be recruiting the, the best, best referees. referees, and we don't. We go, you know, it's a small pool, and we're not. We haven't got good referees. We should be looking worldwide. I like that. I've well, never now even we're thought about that. Champions League of referees. <coughs> yes, I like that. I'm all over it. Right, um, Bournemouth against Spurs. This one on paper before the game looked like a tricky game. It did, and genuinely, I think we spoke about it, didn't we? And we both gave it as a draw. We both gave this as a possible no, you, draw. No, you went away win. Did I go away yeah, win? Yeah. Get in there. Because you're a Spurs fan. Uh, well, as a kid, as a child, all right? as, an, as an infant, I was a Tottenham fan, OK? Um, but anyway, on paper, it was a tricky one. As the game planned out, Tottenham are just... They're impressing me. Like, week after week after Pesuma week. Pesuma again. They running, look... Running the show. What a player. It's like a new signing. Everybody. Well, think, they just look... They look... They look like a different team. He's he's inspired them. They're playing football like the 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 playing with the shackles off. We like I Big Ange, don't we? By we the way? like Big Ange. We like Big Ange, don't he's we? He's playing he's proper. Right. He's playing proper <laughs> football. They're, they're playing triangles in their own eighteen yard box. Yeah. But they played in that first 10, 15 Fairly minutes. Fairly football. Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's incredible. Burrito football. But Bournemouth started pressing and thought we've got a chance here. Yeah. We're going to nick one here and, nope. and we're going to get a goal. But they kept playing. They kept playing. They kept playing. The goals have been phenomenal. Yeah. Madison, one goal, two assists already. He looks the real deal. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he, Angie's done what he's done with them, but I think they're all playing with such confidence yeah. and belief. But he must just give them that that of it. Look, the training, the popping it off in training for sure. But to step in and do it in, on the match days, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. different mentality. Because you've seen the Friday training ground games sometimes absolute disaster. The opposition, the second eleven, yeah, if you do, like, yeah. pop you four or five. Yeah. But these guys are taking all that work off the training ground and playing through the thirds into the match. Madison looks like a different player, obviously. He's stepped up the level, gone to a bigger club, and well, I mean, if they could have a, a centre forward to replace Kane, I mean, Kane must have been sat at home thinking what they might win a trophy here. What have they done? <laughs> nah, nah, they won't. Uh, it's Spurs. New manager bounce has to has to be taken into account as yeah. well. I think when they play a Man City or an Arsenal or a Liverpool, I know they played United, but we're not very good at the moment. So I, I think Spurs have got to be. I, I still don't put Spurs in the top eight. I still think it's very, very competitive. But the good thing for Spurs is they're playing good football, which must be great for their fans. Yeah. The fans and and, and they're in the conversation. I didn't put them in the top eight because I didn't think they'd be in the conversation, but they're in it. I did see somebody at the weekend, they say, we're better off without Kane. I said, you're having a bloody laugh. <laughs> you know, Harry Kane, where Richarlison is, and you're an even better oh, side. You oh, know, either scored for it. Bournemouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Quickly, Richarlison, like, I was pulling my hair out watching him on Saturday. Honestly, Saturday morning, I'm, I was pulling my hair out. I'm thinking, you're stropping around the place, you're getting yellow cards. The reason why he has to come up, I said this to my dad, right? Right, so listen to this, okay? Yeah, so I'm watching it with my dad, right? And he was like, that bloody Richarlison. And I went, right, I said, look at this, yeah? So he's just got a silly yellow card, right? It's about, what, 55th minute or something like that. I said, he's just got a silly yellow card. If I was manager of Tottenham, right, I would sit him down with all the other lads and I'd go, right, if any of you get a yellow card for doing something so stupid and petulant as that, right, you will be getting fined. I'll fine you two days' wages or something, right? Because what happens now is I know that you've lost your head and I know that you are very close to getting a second yellow card and a, and a red card and then you'll cost us, right? But not only that, you'll accrue five by doing that easily. You can do, you'll accrue five by doing that in, in two months. And then we'll miss you for a game. So you set us back. So if you get a yellow card for doing something like that, you're getting fined for it. It's as simple as that. So people think, oh, it's just the way he is. No, mm. no. You've got to get control of yourself. You've got to get control of your emotions and not do silly shit like not, that, not basically. In a game like that where they were so in control. Exactly. That can point. just ruin it all, ruin can't everything. it? Yeah, it's just crazy. There are another club that, if they had a striker... You know, okay. it's they, they definitely need a 20-goal striker because Kane got 28 last year, so they need a 20-goal Somebody striker. Somebody to replace let, Let's that. have it. Big, big Ange, I don't think Kane realised maybe the kind of soccer he were going to play. Yeah, eh? true that, he, yeah. Uh, if he got 28 last year, 
if I keep playing like this, it, it'd have been in thirties, easy. Mate, easy. But that's history. He's exactly. at Bayern Munich and he's, they need mate, a centre forward. He's done, he's done the right thing. Uh, quickly, Bournemouth, uh, before we move on, because I want to talk, actually, another off topic segment. I don't know if it's off topic, but way, I want to talk about the Spanish FA and how they've been treating the women recently. We'll talk about that in a second. Quickly, Bournemouth, though. Um, I think we're, we're, we're happy with Bournemouth, aren't they? They'll be all right. They're a decent team, Bournemouth, be all right. aren't they? they? These aren't the games that they, they'll judge their season. You know, They need to play the Lutons, the Sheffield United, yeah, yeah, the Forests, yeah. get themselves to 40 points and stay up. There's only one team going down this year, isn't there? Because Sheffield United and Luton are definitely yeah, going down. OK, I like that. Yeah, I'm happy with <laughs> no, that. No, I, I think they'll be OK, but uh, it, it's a tough test against that Spurs team at yeah. the minute. OK, so... Um, all over the news at this moment in time is the um, basically the Spanish FA. They've just Fiskate. won the women's. They've just won the women's world women's World Cup, um, and we knew we knew of this before the final because they were talking about all the, the basically the manager and like then the the chief exec or whoever he is. And they're all it all sounds a little bit sort of kept in house, and they're all kind of in control, and they've all got too much power, and they've run it a certain way for so many years. Yeah. And then all of this stuff has happened after the game. The manager's kissing the player on the lips. Um, it's not consensual, all that kind of stuff. What do we make of it? It just sounds corrupt, basically, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I actually thought that this Louis guy was the guy they were talking about during the World Cup because, yeah. actually, they won the World Cup and some of their players weren't even there. Yeah. So, I mean, well done for winning the World Cup. You I deserved know. it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, women's football's on the up. Um, my daughter plays women's football. It's getting a lot better. It's getting a lot more people watching it. But this sort of thing, it's unsavoury, yeah. however way you look at it. I mean, there'll be people there going, it's not that deep. There'll be other people saying it's an outrage. Obviously, he's got to go. But I think the big lesson, I would say, is that these sort of conversations make it... Is why, you know, women's football needs to be on the same page as men's football. That's, that's the journey. Yeah. This would not happen in the men's game. It just wouldn't because it, th- those scenarios wouldn't happen. So they've got to look at it and go, well, how do we safegate away from this sort of stuff happening? Yeah. Look, it's a new sport. Maybe, maybe this will some good will come from this. That you know there are boundaries. Don't go up to a woman footballer and start kissing her and putting her on your shoulder because you might end up with something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame because they've just won the bloody yeah, World Cup. That's it for me. Look, the reality is there was so much stuff around that team before they even went to the World Cup. They've taken. A team there, and I watched the game against England, and they they played yeah, so really so well. Yeah, they did. They yeah. they looked at a yard ahead of the game on England on that one performance, and they've done what obviously England wanted to do. All the teams who turned up to try and win that World Cup in Australia, and actually the moment of success has now been taken away from yeah. them because he, he's kissed her when she's won the World Cup, and uh, ultimately. He's, he's stepped across the line there. Without and doubt. We have to take it back to the fact and talk about these girls and women and, and talk about what they've just done, yeah. which is won the World Cup, and this has to be dealt with. But but the moment they've all worked for in their lives is now gone. Mm. There's people resigning, talking about not playing, not doing this. That, that one moment that they've all worked for, which it's is the biggest moment in women's yeah. football, to win the World Cup, it's gone because he's... Um, for whatever reason, decided to give her a kiss. I think from where I stand, it just, it just, the whole thing stinks of misogyny, it stinks of sexism, and I think the reason why this has come to such a head and to such a point is we heard about all these rumblings weeks ago. We heard about how it gets ran in the Spanish FA, especially on the women's side of things, and 
we kind of knew that the women weren't happy. They Apparently, they none of them really liked the thing. So we don't even get to see what's happened behind the scenes and what's happened in the past. They maybe have not had the voice to be able to come out and say it. And now this has happened. They've gone, right, I've found my voice. I'm going to tell you exactly the how it's The platform is there for them. Yeah, the platform is there for them. So hopefully something gets sorted with it all, um, but it shouldn't ha- be allowed to happen. It shouldn't happen, but really, it's congratulations it's a different. It's a different game as well, because when, when my daughter was playing in the local FA, it's run by men. It's all men. Yeah. It's all men, and that needs to change. It needs to be, you know, you need to bring women into those positions of power to understand women, because men and women are very different, surprise, surprise. There's different things that are acceptable from a woman with a woman and and a man on a woman, and we all know that. We know in a nightclub, you know, you know, you don't want to bust. Like, so... Yeah, there's lessons to be learned, but the ultimate thing is that it's such a shame because they won the World Cup and everyone's talking about something very different. Totally agree. Uh, we've got the quiz in a minute, guys. Um, just quickly, I want to talk about Brighton and the West Ham game. I really want to talk about this game because... Did anybody have this one as a uh, No chance. No chance. And I said at the beginning of the show, right, I said at the beginning of the show that goalkeepers were on top this week and goalkeepers made some unbelievable saves. Nobody more so than Alfonso Ariola. And I, I've watched back last week's episode, by the way, and he made a joke about a tit, something like that, and I was like, what are you on about here? Over my head like you wouldn't believe. So sorry, I apologise. I apologise to you lot. I've not got a bit of experience. Yeah, um, so anyway, I want to talk about Alfonso Ariola. okay? The couple free saves that he made in this game. And late on, when, oh when, when the game... It was already 3-1 at this point. World class, World class save. You might get one of them saves in a game, once in a blue moon, and he's had two or three in one game on telly. It was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? He only he produced some massive moments for him there. But everybody's forgot about that because yeah. it, on paper it's 3-1. It looks like a comfort but, win. But as soon as it went to 3-1, Honestly, it was charge of the light brigade from Brighton, and he's made, like you said, three unbelievable saves in what from 84 or 85 minutes till how long we're on seven or eight minutes extra in that 10, 12, 13 minutes. Unbelievable, and it was relentless pressure. But you just see the score here 3 1, everybody's off. West Ham must have performed unbelievable. I think. Virtually every shot of theirs went in. They were ruthless, by the way, in front of goal. Well, have you seen this stat? Brighton had 68 touches in the opposition's box, which Dang. is a Premier League record, second most in Premier League records since 08-09, and they've lost 3-1. And we saw it with Everton last year. They went there and everyone was like, how's that happened? So it's not like Brighton have had a bad day. I th- I th- Brighton have played the way that Brighton played. Right. There's and a way the, in the, to get the, the, goal, the opposition goalies look performed <clears throat> heroics. I think the one thing I think, and, and I might be a little bit biased because I work with Prowse at Southampton, but he, he's a good signing for West Ham. He's if, a good signing for West Ham. If yeah. he's not in the England squad and Calvin Phillips is in the England squad, then every English fan should be protesting in their city. It would be a bloody disgrace. You're James Ward Prowse, and this happens. You were, this is basically well, that, that'll do. Game over. There's no point in even. He's in the spotlight now. I mean, Southampton, yeah. rightly or wrongly, unfashionable club, got relegated. West Ham had a great start to the season. He's fundamental to that. He's got a platform. He's in the spotlight. Yeah. He's got the platform. They've just brought this kudos in. I mean, it's a brilliant signing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a question in itself. Brighton wanted him. He chooses West Ham. Brighton's the right choice. West Ham's got the status. It's a status signing, isn't yeah. it? So and, and they're London. looking good. Maguire should go to West Ham. It's a good signing for him. I think they're on the up, West Ham. They seem to be making, even though the fans were really unhappy pre the start of the season because they'd not made the signings. Look, signing a Prousey. He's, he's a Rolls Royce of yeah. a midfield player, you know. You've worked with him, you know what he's yeah, like. He's a Rolls Royce, yeah. He's a proper player. He sees the passes, he can get up and down the pitch. The goal he scores, he, he chases 60 yards yeah. to get up with a play, that honesty, gets a shot he's blocked, got that he's got that 
English yeah. mentality, that honesty, taps the rebound in. But they're the massive threat on set plays. He's the virtually the best in the business at the league. This but he's a why, proper midfield this player. This is why West Ham should sign Harry Maguire because they are such a threat and, from and set plays. And he's a he's a monster. You've got big slabhead running in there and getting on the end of some of these balls into the box. Well, he got, will, he got, can reignite his career by doing. He needs this. to learn to direct it because he's brilliant at winning it. Fifty yeah, yeah, sure. p's over there. But, but they've gone to basics, West Ham, haven't they? Gone back to basics oh, last year. Skamaka was there. Didn't really work. They've got Antonio back. You've got Danny Ings on the bench. You can rotate that. Jared Bowen, James Ward-Prowse for the set pieces. The, 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 David Moyes has just simplified. He's, he's, built, a, back he's to built a proper team, though. Yeah, he? damn right. But they're, they're a good team, and I think... And the keeper's they, very good, like you say. Yeah. I like both of these teams. I think they're going to have fantastic seasons, but more importantly, quiz, quiz time, boys. Boom! Quiz time, boys. Come on then, let's go. Jamie... Ten questions. Are they ready? Yeah, we are ready to go. Let's go, baby. Question number one. What club did Manchester City sign Yaya Torre from? Barcelona. Correct. One nil Goldbridge. Can he see them questions? Jim? No, I'm just intelligent. <laughs> Question number two. Which striker scored the goal when Steven Gerrard did infamous slip? Debbie Bar. Correct. Oh my gosh! Oh, Goldridge on fire! Is that coffee. I should be sponsored by Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we need to, we need to get an extra shot in ours. Groove is in the hole. <laughs> I even hate that song. Ah, oh, gosh. Okay, question three. Who was the only team to win the FA Cup and then be relegated from the Wigan. top flight Ooh, yeah. in the same yeah, season? I had that. I was just that going, was about to didn't even get the word out. I was just my mouth was going. Wigan. Correct. Two, one. I know. Yeah. I know who scored. Ben Watson. Ben Watson. Yeah. What? A yeah. Good lad, him. You know. Did you say ginger hair there? Jay? Yeah, ginger hair. He's <laughs> <laughs> in the ginger hair club. Yeah. They have a little membership yeah, club, right? They've yeah. got an email list. There's five in the gun. Five ben in Watson's the gun. very popular in that group. Five in the. Gun. De Bruyne is the leader. But... <laughs> go Jay. Go Jay. <laughs> that was in 2013, by the way. That game. Oh, oh yeah. Question number four. Career path. Mm. I have played for Lens. Toulouse, PSG, Tottenham, Villarreal, Nottingham Forest. Aurier. Correct. Oh! Serge Aurier. We're getting battered, Megan. You're getting battered. You're on zero, all right? all right? Speak mate. for yourself. Well, I can. Three, one, zero. All right, Plenty of time. Question number five. Who scored Arsenal's second goal in this game week? Saka. No. Enketia. Thank you very much. Correct. You've got to at least have a guess. He is I running think. away. <laughs> Four, running. one, zero. Uh, you this can could be still a do it. You could oh. still. <laughs> <laughs> H-Bank called him Monday, innit? Come on, we've got to get going here. You've both been on the beer. I had a tea time tonight. Busy, busy day yesterday. Question number six. Who was the Liverpool manager before Kenny Dalglish? Benitez. Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson is the correct answer. Oh, this, wow. this is a mauling. 5-1-0. Five, five, one, this zero. is an absolute mauling. Can't be, well, you could still get a draw. You could still get a draw. <laughs> Question number seven. Which Scottish club did James Madison go on loan to in the 2016-17 season? No. Hibernian. 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 He got me with... He went... Which Scottish? Which season? Which season? <laughs> which season? Uh, 16, 17. Rangers? No. I would... Motherwell? No. I don't know. 
Are we allowed to keep going? No, no, no. Are we allowed to keep going? I think we can keep going. Yeah. Dundee United. Aberdeen's correct answer. Wait, I, I'm, I'm taking that. that. You're not getting no, that. No, I, I, I don't. He's not having that, Jay. I think we could just keep. I think going. Oh, we could have kept reeling on the quiz mark. Come on, Jay. Pardon? Giving you the point. Oh my God! Five to nil. Five to nil. Oh my Five God! I might as well just be quiet then. Five All to the nil. points you could have had, uh, just uh, keeping going. Aberdeen. I could have said Ross County twenty-four times. I never got it. Aberdeen. Come on. Skip it, dude. Question number eight. Raphael van der Vaart retired from football in 2018, but what other sport did he take up professionally? Darts. Correct. Oh, that, it, that, yeah, what's the point? It's not even enjoyable. He, he thought he was going to come back, did he? <laughs> it's not even you know enjoyable. when you're 5 new down and you get darts. one and you think, uh, we could come back. How many questions is left? Uh, there's two more. And what's six, the score? 6-1-0. Six, 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 you won. I'm on two. No chance. Has Lotto ever won one? What? Yeah. Any yeah, question. It's embarrassing. I did win one. So you made his professional... Darts debut in the BDO Denmark Open. Fair dues, mate. To yeah. be a pro at darts, there's some going. I thought you were saying fair dues for me getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Mark. Well done. <laughs> Question number Quite nine. Said water polo. Yeah. Brentford are one of two clubs to be promoted to the Premier League and never get relegated. Who is the other club? Mm. Luton. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're relegated already, mate. Yeah, but they haven't been relegated, have they? Ben's right. That is actually right. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it the right question, answer? Yeah, that, that is the correct answer. Thank What's you, the Jay. one that you had? I had Brighton. Uh, yeah, you didn't even give us a chance to answer. Yeah, but Luton had never L- been relegated. L- Luton's the other answer, yeah. Well, Forest on top of it. Forest have been relegated, Not, yeah. Forest have been relegated. Yeah, been back since, they've been, since they've been promoted. Forest have been relegated, they have. They were in the Premier League when it started, though, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. since they've been promoted, they haven't been relegated. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's true. That's a flawed question. But I'll get. I'll take the. Surely I'll get a point there. Please give it, Jamie. Just give me a point. Hey, can you give me a point for my explanation? Well, he's giving one. I was quicker though. Give them both one. How do you mean, mind? Mind? The two different answers are. We're making up rules as we go. Well, you know what? We we can have another question if you want. Yeah, keep six two nil. Go on. Six two nil. So you know, scrap that question. So what? He's the only one that stands to win from this. Okay, you know what? I've already won. What you're about? Point, Jay. Six. Give him three points. Jay, Jay, you need to take control of this situation. <laughs> what are we on? Question nine. Question. question nine. Six two question. nil. Six two. One nil. nil. Six two no, nil. Six, six two, two nil. nil. Okay, come on. Gosh. Who was a manager of Blackburn when they won the league? Kenny Dalglish. Two thousand and two. Oh, no. no. I think it was. Um, oh, I don't know. Two thousand and two. When they won the Premier League. No. League no. Cup. League oh, was it John gosh. Gregory? No. Don't know if you're manage Blackburn actually now. I think that. This is really trying to be clever. I, 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 mm. Blackburn manager in 2002. Mark yeah. Hughes. Parks no. in it. Do you want a clue? He's a, he's a pundit right now. Tim Sherwood in it. No. 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 Sunes. Yeah. Graham Sunes. No point. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he gave you a bloody clue. I should remember. I mean, you can't win anyway. Just give us a couple more questions, come on. Just well, I've got two more questions. Yeah, you might as well fire them out. See if I can actually get one. Six, six, oh, four nil. nil. Six, six, three, two, nil. One, three, for nil. God's sake. We want seven. <laughs> Question 11. Uh, 11? Yeah. yeah. Who is the captain of the Brazil national team? It's Thiago Silva. Silva. No. Yeah, I was Thiago saying, Silva. don't say Thiago Silva, because it's not that. Alisson. No. Is not. it Casemiro now? Casemiro is yeah. the new Brazil Captain. Pathetic game. I just remember that clip where Thiago Silva was doing the chat and he rubbed his hair. You know what? One more. Come on! For, for good measure. Yeah. It's like double or quits this, isn't it? What? What have you, <laughs> what, have you got one yet? Well, no. It's, well, not What's double zero? 
Double zero. We should have a five-second handicap and let Watto answer. <laughs> go on, go on. Just, just actually, don't, yeah, just let me have a first. We'll put our hands behind the back of your eyes Let me have first dibs at it. You've got to close your ears like that. Go on. What is the name of Middlesbrough Stadium? Riverside. I thought you can't answer. Oh, he just can't help himself. Five second handicap. Five second handicap. You said five second handicap. What I would have said, Ayrson Park. I would have said Ayrson Park and would have been finished with it. I'd have said Stadium Alive. Who were their sponsors when Janino signed? Oh, it was that. Was it had a C on it, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, what was it called? Starts with C. Yeah. I can't remember. Psycho. Nope. Cisco. Nope. No. Did you say Psycho? Psycho, he said. S E I C O. Anybody? Anybody? No. No. Salnet. 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 And then became BT Salnet. No, Salnet at the time, and then they became BT Salnet, yeah. Wow. Disastrous quiz, though, lads. It was a disastrous quiz. Not for me. A zero. You were very good this week. I'm proud of you, Mark. Well done, Mark. They're forfeit for a zero. And they should be. I think we need to start coming up If he got two, I got one. Five-second dance. And a five-second answer. How bad is it? And he was fuming because I said it because I didn't give him the five seconds. Anyway, everybody, thank you. Everybody, as always, for watching. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Uh, We will see you soon. We're going to go to the pub. It's um, Bank Holiday Monday. Why not? All the best, guys.